Hey y'all, welcome to Healing Justice. I'm your host, Kate Werning, and every week we're bringing you a conversation with a leader at the intersection of healing and social change, and also a practice, a recorded practice that helps you put these concepts into action for your own self-care and in your community or team. This week, we decided to slow it down just a little bit and give you a week to catch up on some of the episodes that we've released so far. This is already episode number nine, and we only launch mid-November, so we've been trucking every week with a new conversation. And with holidays and end of year, wanted to give a little grace to ourselves in terms of spaciousness instead of hustling to get you more, 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 and really pause to appreciate and share with you as our community kind of what's been going on so far with the podcast and what we're dreaming about for 2018. So I'm sitting here in my bedroom in my collective house in Brooklyn, New York, um, on a cozy night, just a couple days until I get to go visit my family back in Wisconsin, and wrote up some reflections to share with you about kind of what's been going on on the podcast. And I came up with a couple of possible names for this, transparency talk, a mini-sode, a check-in chat, a fireside chat, behind the scenes. So I don't know which one I'll end up picking for the title. They're all a bit cheesy. Um, but you get my drift, right? I mean, the the goal of this project is that this isn't a show about me, um, although I'm presencing myself here because I am part of this work and I'm committed to bringing myself to this work. Um, but this belongs to all of us, and I want it to be a deep resource for folks. And I'm constantly attuning via what we're hearing through reviews, through relationships, on our social media, all of the engagement uh, that you're doing with us. I'm really listening to all of that, and it's dictating what our plans look like for next year. So I'm going to take a little bit to fill you in on kind of what we've done this year, the victories and also the struggles so far, where we're going next year and how you can be part of it. And at the end, I'm going to preview an exclusive end of the year practice with Adrian Marie Brown that is coming your way on December 31st to transition you into 2018. So I'll say a little bit more about that at the end, but I'm really, really excited to offer this sweet practice and conversation with Adrian for you. So let's chat. So one thing that I think is really important in our work is to stop and reflect on the goodness that has happened. And so I'm going to start by thinking about that for this project. First of all, the incredible topics that have been covered in our first eight weeks. In case you missed them or just to remind you maybe of ones that have impacted you, we talked about activist theology and the Trans Day of Remembrance. We talked about vomiting rage and the balance between self-care and self-responsibility. The most listened to episode was about conflict. So I'm hearing y'all loud and clear that uh, just like me, grappling with uh, complex dynamics of conflict is very much part 
of your daily lives and your movement work. I am with you in that. And there were also some amazing practices offered. I love the one uh, about non-striving meditation for activists. I loved emotional freedom technique or tapping. I loved journaling about our identity and so many more. And it's so encouraging to see all the reviews that are coming in right now at this time of recording. We have 90. Our goal is 100. So we're getting so close before the end of the year. Um, And people are really doing the practices. I'm hearing about folks who are trying those practices at home. And to be honest, like that's been one of my big questions, right, is... um, whether folks who are kind of like on the go listening to the podcast in their car will actually make time to go home and try a practice that feels like it will be useful to you. And I'm so, so encouraged to hear that some of you have been doing that. Um, That's really the goal, right? Is that these conversations shift us and change how we be and what we do, not just change the way we think. Um, And practice is how we get there. And I'm also so excited and encouraged that folks are using this in their work. It was super dope to receive an email from Tomas, what's up Tomas, about uh, a people of color initiative for mental health that is using the podcast as a catalyst for discussion. Um, Also shout out to Sergio from Cosecha uh, and the folks in Cosecha, the immigrant rights organization that are using the podcast in their movement house and listening there. Um, and that is just such a huge encouragement too. So if you haven't thought yet about bridging it into your work, maybe that's something that might make sense. And the last thing I want to say about what's been really sweet is that, you know, I was talking to my partner a couple weeks ago and we were watching the reaction to the episode that came out from Third Root Community Health Center about de-spotifying healing and watching some of the celebration that was happening on social media from folks who have been connected to Third Root uh, since the beginning or now or throughout time. And this really sweet kind of community celebration happening that feels like the real meaning and depth of why it's important to share these stories. That The communities whose stories are represented and uplifted via the guests that come on the show can feel proud and dignified and excited and visibilized in their work. Certainly not that the podcast is the only vehicle to do that, but that it may contribute to that. And that that kind of right relationship really deeply feels like one of the greatest metrics of success. And that really our goal is to build community here, that the way we engage with one another across space, either through the podcast or our our community on social media, uh, by reaching out to one another, that we're looking to build a quality and a depth of community here that really is creating culture shift in our social change spaces to incorporate and center healing, physical well-being, and spirituality, and mental health in our organizing work. And so it's not about reaching the most people, but it is about reaching the right people. And for that reason, it kind of gets me thinking about what next year can look like. Um, And a few things that are feeling kind of exciting is that 
a bunch of leaders that have been doing this work for a long time. I'm thinking specifically about Susan Raffo and Kara Page, who were on the episode last week, have been really welcoming and really generous to the way that this conversation is taking off and so many newcomers are coming in. Um, I'm excited about experimenting with decentralization meaning that we're doing an experiment right now with my friends at Healing by Choice in Detroit, where we're figuring out what it looks like to train some folks and kind of hand over the mic for people to host conversations in their own communities and share them back so that we have representation from different parts of the country, different parts of the world, different lenses on this conversation, different identities at the mic. And that feels really exciting. I'm excited to be in that experiment with those folks. Um, There's a deep commitment here to mapping out this field and establishing a resource, both through the audio of the podcast and um, online on our website with resources there to map the ecosystem of everything that relates in any way to this intersection, like the work that's happening across the country, and to help folks who feel called to this work to more quickly connect to one another, to find our people, right? And find the places we can go for training, for support, for resonance, for developing our skills around holding some of these really complex needs in our movements, in our lives, and in ourselves. And That's another thing when I think about the support that I want to create for the the bigger web of healing justice work happening across the country. I also need to be in accountability about the support that I'm creating for myself. And the truth is that embodying this work, not just talking about this work, is really hard. Um, there are some significant times in the past couple of months during this launch process and the very beginning of the podcast where I really worked myself into a danger zone in terms of my own body, my own well-being, my own sense of isolation, um, in trying to get this project off the ground. And it's interesting and humbling and calls me up to think about what it is to embody the values that we're talking about as I'm doing this project. And there's this picture, and it's not a flattering picture, so be gracious with me. (laughs) Um, But there's this picture that I asked my partner to take of me really late at night at the end of the launch party on November 9th here in Brooklyn, where I felt so much love and support from my community. So many people came through and were so ready for this uh, resource, hungry for this conversation. And it was this incredibly beautiful moment of like success and birth of something new. And also like, I felt like total shit. (laughs) Um, And what I mean by that is I had a splitting headache for days. I was exhausted, my body hurt hadn't been eating well. I hadn't been stretching. I had been holding so much anxiety and stress and pressure that I think in my organizing work, I would have in the past blamed on the demands and pressures of the work or the timeline of my supervisor or my executive director. 
that I would have blamed like those pressures on other people. And something that I really learned through this launch process is that that cycle of overwork and hyper pressure and stress and an internalized sense of like, this is all up to me. I have to succeed is really living inside of me. And without this being a project that's housed in any institution or there's no like supervisor or boss, there's really no place for that blame to go other than to dive in and start to pull apart what are the ways in which systems of oppression, capitalism and productivity and success, um, economic pressures and scarcity, my background as a white woman and like pressure to perform and repression of emotions and unwillingness or inability to ask for help and to reach. How are all of those things showing up in the way that I am now treating myself and treating this project? And so we're going to share on social media this photo because it feels like a practice of accountability for me to sort of show you how, like the truth, the transparency of what it is to work on a project that's really about making ourselves shine in our wholeness um, that is simultaneous with our woundedness and how this work is hard. And that I, I would imagine that any of the guests that we have had on the show so far would say the same and would self-disclose around the ways in which what we teach and what we're striving for on the day-to-day is, is still really challenging, right? And that we don't have it mastered at all. And so um, if you want to see that picture, check out our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you want to leave me a loving comment or an encouraging comment there, please do. Because one of the things that I'm trying to learn is to ask for help, to ask for that support, to ask for being able to feel that community. And sometimes sitting behind a microphone in my room, I can't feel the love and the appreciation of people who are listening. So I want to ask for that and in the same way model the fact that you deserve to ask for that too. And speaking of which, I want to just talk about a couple places where support is needed, which is kind of a leap of faith because most of you who are listening, I know my relationship to my podcasts is mostly one of consumption, a lot of appreciation, certainly, um, and sometimes even affection for the people I kind of get to know through listening to them. But I don't really do anything besides listen periodically, right? And so it makes sense to me that the majority of folks who are listening are just going to be listening. And maybe I haven't even made it this far because we don't have a guest this week. We don't have a particular practice. But out of a leap of faith and sort of a, an ask of vulnerability and trusting that the needs that we have can probably be met in our own community, I want to ask for a couple supports. So the first one is around resources. And there's something I've been grappling with about how to self-sustain this podcast. There are hosting costs, like hard costs of actually doing the tech work to put this online um, in terms of paying digital subscriptions and things like that. There's also the cost of my time that I'm almost working full-time on this project and that I'm asking a lot of people to dive in with me. 
And also, we're going to take the show on the road this year. We are applying to be present with some workshops at the Allied Media Conference. Um, We've been present at Liberation School. There's places that we need to be um, in order to continue to uplift these stories. And so it takes money. Um, And the way that a lot of podcasts sustain themselves is by creating exclusive content and using a platform called Patreon where folks pay a monthly fee or a subscribership to be part of kind of the membership community and that there is exclusive content that is released only to people who financially support. And so to me, it doesn't feel right to not make these practices free to everyone. First of all, I don't own these practices and Most of the folks who have shared practices on the podcast don't own them either, right? That they've been inspired and informed by traditions that have been passed down. And selling those traditions isn't right. And also the people who really need these supports should be able to access it, no questions asked, no resources needed. That is the heart of creating this content. And yet it brings up a question for me around how then we have any dollars (laughs) Um, to be able to do the things that I was just telling you about, right? And I believe, you know, in the healing community, in the Buddhist community, folks talk about dana, which is like a free offering, right? Or a gift economy. I really believe that this community has it in us to sustain off of gift economy. That we don't need to like restrict certain resources and monetize them in the model of capitalism in order to aggregate the resources that we need. And so I want to make an ask of you, and we'll find out if this experiment can really succeed, but I really, really believe that it can. I want to ask you if you would join our community on Patreon with no benefit other than a thank you, a lot of love and appreciation, and knowing that you're sustaining something that is benefiting the whole, benefiting the collective. And donate any amount per month. We have folks on Patreon so far that are donating $20 a month. We have folks that are donating $3 a month. And right now we have nine donors, and I am so grateful to those first nine donors that have jumped in and said, I want to support this, even though I don't have to, even though I can access it for free. I want to support this. And I want to ask for 11 more so that we can have 20 by the end of the year. It doesn't matter if you can give $50 a month or $5 a month. I think it really would say something for us to show that 20 of us are willing to throw down so that these stories can continue to be shared. And so if you're interested in checking that out, you can peep the site at patreon.com slash healing justice. And the link is also in the show notes. So check that out and maybe even give it a share if you're willing. I really, really appreciate that. I know it's really a pain to listen. I feel very NPR right now, uh, like NPR fund drive week. 
and by the end of that week, I get really sick of listening to NPR. Um, but I've also supported and given. Um, and so I thank you for even just getting through listening to that ask. And the next two are both really different. So the next one is, I think, really easy, which is to rate and review the podcast and subscribe. So this just takes a couple of seconds by clicking through some buttons, whether you're listening on iTunes or Stitcher or on Google Play. I don't think there's a rating system. But on iTunes or Stitcher, to go through rate and review, we only need 10 more reviews to hit our goal of 100 this year. Um, So if you can take a moment while you're listening to go in and do that, that'd be a big help. And then here's the last ask. This one is the most pie in the sky. So yes, there is something more valuable even than money. And this is that we're looking for just a couple of folks who feel really called to collaborate on this project. And that would mean a lot of things, but would be kind of a high commitment conversation about joining the core team that is making this happen, that is thinking about everything from the really fun and juicy stuff, like what conversation should we have next and where do we need to go and be present around the country, to the other stuff, which is like, how are we going to raise enough money to pay these bills? And what do we need to do to like make sure our social media stays active and engaged? And writing email updates and all of that stuff too, Yeah. So if you're feeling called to dive in and that like working on a podcast project around this topic feels really resonant for you, we're looking for a content editor to work through um, some of the initial listens of the interviews and conversations, looking for folks to really collaborate around multiple areas. So if that might be you, um, you can go to our website at healingjustice.org and fill out the contact form at the very bottom um, and put a comment in there saying that you're interested in being a core collaborator and I will be calling you in 2018. So here's what's up. The preview that you've been waiting for. Adrienne Marie Brown, who is the visionary author of the book Emergent Strategy, a facilitator, a teacher with generative somatics, a member of the Healing by Choice Collective, in many ways a healer, an organizer, an author, an artist, um, and a facilitator. Adrienne spoke with us, and we're releasing the conversation on December 31st. Um, It's a beautiful conversation, and the practice that we recorded, we're going to release it on the same day so that on New Year's Eve, you have this conversation in practice. And if you'd like to, you can carve out time as the year transitions to do this practice along with Adrian. It's about a half an hour, and it's a practice of writing a spell to help you release 2017 and create closure around this year, and then writing a spell that you'll cast for your community for this next year. It's awesome. It's fun. It's creative. It's witchy. It can be as seriously witchy or as playfully witchy as you want it to be. And it's really sweet. And we're really grateful to Adrian for sharing that with us. So I want to warn you now because at this time, 
of year, I get to thinking about like, what am I going to do for reflection? I really want to take the time and energy and space to really like let 2017 down, um, to unravel it from my tissues and to get ready with some clear vision and uh, some inspiration to take on the next year. And so if that practice sounds like it'll be a support to you to do that, you can watch for that to be released on New Year's Eve and block some time to do that with us. So last couple of comments, I want to end with gratitude. And gratitude is a practice that in episode four, Rusia Mohudin was really urging us to take on, not as something fluffy, uh, but as something that's really important for uh, maintaining our mood, maintaining our perspective in the work that we're doing, a very concrete tool. And there's so much to appreciate this year, but a couple particular people I really want to thank are Teresa Pasquale Mateus and Shauna Wakefield for jumping in and willing to become core collaborators even before they knew what that would really mean. Um, they are sounding boards and um, even though their time is both very scarce, uh, really important supports for me in truing this work. So thank you that I said, Shauna. I want to thank Zach Meyer, who is our uh, producer, is a sound engineer who runs a sound design studio called Coal Room out of Milwaukee. When we posted on Facebook that we needed a weekly volunteer producer, <laughs> I really thought there is no way anybody's going to volunteer. I started sending emails around to all of my friends who work at universities of like, can we find a freshman in college who's like just learning to edit sound? And Zach replied, and I could not believe that a professional sound engineer wanted to volunteer their time for hours every single week to help make this podcast a reality. And not only is he a sound engineer, but Zach is also a professor teaching sound design. He's also a psychotherapist during the day working with children and adolescents. Um, and he also is a father of three little ones. And so time is super, super precious. So we want to thank you, Zach, for um, having such commitment to this very particular, skillful, unique and critical way that your skills and your talents are contributing to the movement. Thank you for discerning for like where you're really specifically needed and leaning into that. And I think that's a beautiful model for all of us to participate in sustainable ways is to like really find our thing we love to do and do that for the movement. So thank you so much, Zach. On the same note, I want to thank my partner, Josiah Werning, who makes all of our visuals. If you ever saw our website or some of the icons we're putting out and you were like, mm, they must have some money. And then you heard me talk about how we have no money. <laughs> the reason why we look any good is because every week, Josiah also donates his time to make a bunch of visuals for us that help us share quotes and celebrate the beautiful faces of the guests that come on the show. And so thank you so much, Josiah, for helping make this thing real. And there's no way that I could have gotten this going without you.
I want to thank every guest who has jumped in, especially those who dove in and even did conversations before the podcast launched. What a leap of faith. And to especially recognize Dr. Robin Henderson Espinosa, who was the first one to do that. I don't know if I even told you, Robin, when you were here, that it was the first recording. Um, but uh, so grateful for the leap of faith of every guest who has said, yes, I'll, I'll, I'll join you. And lastly, thank you so much for everyone who has reviewed and shared and donated and listened and just checked it out, right? Thank you for the extension of generous relationship that it is for you to allow me to be in your headphones. That's some intimate shit. Like if you're moving around throughout your day, washing dishes, in the car, on the subway, like exercising, doing you, and letting me be with you, I really do not take that for granted. Thank you for your relationship, and I hope that I have an opportunity to be in exchange either online or in person with each of you someday. Um, and I'm really committed to hearing about more of what you need and uh, shepherding this resource, this community gathering place of this podcast um, to be a place where some of what you need gets supported. So thank you all. I so appreciate you diving in with me to just take a moment and a breath with where we've already been in the past couple of months and where we can go together in the next year. Looking forward to sharing the Adrian Marie Brown conversation and practice with you on December 31st and already have so many gorgeous conversations and practices in the files, ready to go for you in January 2018. All right, y'all, that's it for now. Thank you for being with us. And thank you even more for your deep commitment to building movements that are creating massive structural change to honor and recognize the dignity of all people and also for cultivating the dignity within yourself those you work with on a daily basis to make sure that we are healing ourselves and one another on our way to that new world. Thank you.